Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Top Gun came out with a sequel after, what, 30, almost 30, <laughs> 35, something like Breaking that. Breaking news, Years? Tom Cruise looks the same. That guy's like a vampire, man. He, like, doesn't age. I mean, you can tell he's older than he yeah, was in that yeah. movie, but, like, as far as all of the other people that you'd recognize from that movie, if you remember any of the characters at all, Tom Cruise looks the most the same hmm. than everybody else looks, of course, age-appropriately aged, but Tom Cruise still has, you know, a clean-shaven face and black hair. What's that religion that he's Scientology. in? Scientology. I was going to say, must be all those oh, secret Scientology is that, powers. Is, mm-hmm. are, are the Scientologists the same people who are, like, Trust the science and believe the science? No. No, no, no. No, the Scientology are the people that, like, so they start out with, like, hold these two rods, and if you can keep this this needle in the middle, (laughs) then you're one of the chosen ones. What do they call that? Wait. I have no idea. That's how the the old well drillers find water, with the the witching rod or whatever it is. Oh, oh, uh, divining rod. Divining rod, yes, thank you. Yeah, 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 dowsing, yeah. I'm so rusty on my Scientology, and I shouldn't be, because we actually had a radio station in Clearwater, Florida. Now, this is probably a decade ago, but Clearwater is where the Scientology home base is. And a lot of the people that live in Clearwater are Scientologists, and so our signal on saturday night was being heard by these scientologists and we were talking about them one night yeah and they started calling in and Ooh. it was really it was really an interesting show the how-to's of how to make a religion are rather well known i'm pretty sure you can go online and get like the seven basic principles mm. of how to form religion but uh this particular person uh that i that i'm remembering who was a scientologist i was telling somebody else about who happened to be a christian and they were saying something, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember their exact words, but they were saying something like, can you believe that people just sort of believe a bunch of words written down into a book from a guy that nobody knows and they think that that is the one true religion? They need to believe words that and, are written down in a very old book by a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I, I, of course, pointed out, I said, you realize you're describing your religion right now? <laughs> no. Like, no, it's different. And Mine like, was written I, down a lot longer know. ago by a lot more than one person. And a lot more people believe in it. And translated out of Latin. Well, and, well, and that and and that is one of the things about like so it, because Hebrew? it is because it's like it's still it's it's still currently practiced but it's not popular enough i mean similar to mormonism it's a lot easier to like pick things apart and so you can you know see things like wait you believe in the dark lord xenu and it's like yes but you don't find that out that's until you, until yeah. way into it and well that's that's true of a lot of religions that mm. like okay well yeah sure we have some some harder to believe things that we won't tell you about until you've already been in it long enough that you've you've uh, you've got sunk costs yeah you got to buy this i was working at a local radio station as a disc jockey <laughs> and our chief engineer A brilliant man. You talk about anything electric, he knew it. But he was also the head of the local Scientology so-called church. Mm. Is Scientology that old? I wasn't aware that it was 50 or or older. Mm -hmm. Well, not only was he a big wig in in Scientology, but so was his wife. And they used to constantly attend the conferences they had in Washington, D.C. at the time. Mm -hmm. 
Now, an e-meter is nothing more than a galvanometer. You can go uh, back then in the old days to Radio Shack, and for $25, you could make your own e-meter. It's a very simple, stupid device that mm -hmm. any kid can make, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard but it was for, something that uh, showed up at like a lot of uh, you know carnivals and things like that as just a curiosity. Right, right. But, you know, the thing that always amazed me was this man, this brilliant electrical engineer, knew what an e-meter was. Mm -hmm. He knew how it worked, and yet he was 100% convinced, as was his wife, that Scientology was the only true way to go. You know, there's been many reports of the Scientology uh, guards or whatever they are coming after people who turn them in, so to speak. Sounds like the mafia. So, once you can't, once you get in, you can't get out. That's exactly right. Well, it so, is like a lot of uh, religion, sort of cults. There is that pressure to say. Okay, well, you've been in this church for, you know, like you said, 30 years for this lady. All of her friends must have been Scientologists, right? Because the cults want you to shut out the rest of the world generally. If they, oh, if they won't listen to you. Yeah, 30 years in, you think you, you've pretty much isolated yourself from anybody that's outside your belief system. Yeah, and so that it, makes it, of know. course, harder to leave when you know that you're going to lose your entire social support network. Everybody that you care about and who ostensibly cares about you, they're going to no longer be interested in, in helping you or being your they're friend. They're not allowed to talk to you once you leave. Right. They are not allowed to acknowledge your existence. Jehovah's Witnesses, there's so many different... Yeah, the, uh, uh, the sect yes. of Christianity I was raised in, uh, they called it Mark and Avoid. And uh, mostly it was mostly it was if you were a former member that the okay well you are you are excommunicated is what uh, yep. what they would call it in Catholic terms but I mean it's it's all the same thing Mormons like, I think do that yeah too. we're like okay you are you are a, a threat to our 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 socialization. When I make fun of things, generally I do it because of something that exists, right? So uh, the folks who are like you must believe the science, right? I I call that scientism. Right. Uh, and then there's uh, the suffixology, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, when I'm making a cocktail that I believe is an original nobody else has ever made before, uh, I'm engaging in the art of mixology. Right. Mm -hmm. So how does ology fit into religions? Most religions are isms, aren't they? Uh, well, or tea, like Christianity or I guess usually, yeah. Uh, so uh, ologies are uh, the the study of. I mean, it comes back to the root word for logic. So then, in theory, the translation for Scientology is the study of science, right? Which it is not because it's a religion, right? Okay. Well, it's kind of like People's Republic <laughs> or Free Country. I mean, they military call it intelligence, these things, but uh, a little bit of a, a Zimmeron. A what? That's uh, my repronunciation of oxymoron. Ah, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, what I did want to uh, point out just real quick because it's fascinating to find out. Uh, so uh, L. Ron Hubbard had an interesting life with the uh, the occultist side of his uh, his work. So he was in the uh, hmm. Ordo Templi Orientis, the uh, Aleister Crowley's outfit for a while. He was really? a thelemite. Why does the Pentagon give a helping hand to films like Top Gun? Uh, I'll skip the intro because we've already covered it, but the film's F-18s and other military gear 
are courtesy of the Pentagon. Right. You can't just go rent that from your typical arms supplier who will, you know, rent you a machine gun well, or something like that. There are things like that that you could go and there rent. There are some people who do have some yeah. military, like jets or whatever, but you if could you also, want the real deal, you can't You could you also engage, it. you know, a foreign government to rent these things rather than you could. the government done yeah, you could. That, that you happen to be subject to. Uh, but I I want to I like that sentence the way they pointed out because this didn't cost the film anything, right? Like monetarily, right? These films have enormous budgets, mm-hmm. and yeah, sure. so you would think that some money would have changed hands uh, in exchange, in addition to whatever you know they they want to do with the script. You would expect so, yeah. But no, the films F-18s and other military gear are courtesy of the pentagon no 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 courtesy of the taxpayer well mm. i because they're the ones footing the bill for it i don't know about well, you but... hey let's be fair courtesy of everyone using u.s dollars throughout the world true because of because... inflation peakless you had said that the punishment for leaving islam is death and while that is probably true in some extremist viewpoints and there are probably people like that running governments in the middle east i you know don't know in which countries that is true but i suspect that it is in more than one uh it's not it's not called for in the quran mm. uh and so that's why i wanted to address here from uh, allislam.org and the, and the reason i you know i wanted to go look this up is like i know if will coley were here a mm. uh, former host on on the show and a, a muslim uh imam he would have an answer for this. And so I just I, d- I dug around and you have to dig for a bit because mm. you'll find website after website that says you'll be killed if you, you know, and, and in some places of the world, you probably will be. Mm. Uh, but he uh, whoever writes this says apostasy or denouncing one's religion is unfortunately taken as a punishable offense by many Islamic scholars. Even those who propound this view are unable to quote or even though those who propound this view are unable to quote a single Quranic verse or Hadith to support it. The fact is that while recanting Islam is a sin, there's absolutely no worldly punishment prescribed by Islam for it. Islam places great stress on freedom of conscience, including the freedom to choose one's religion, as one of the fundamental rights of all human beings. In the Quran, it states, quote, there should be no compulsion in religion. And also, quote, it is the truth from your Lord. Wherefore, let him, let him who will believe and let him who will disbelieve. And then they cite which... Uh, statements those come from hey daily digestion listeners this is riley blake i enjoy free talk live and i know you do too but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy so i produce the daily digest i appreciate those of you who have supported me on patreon and sent bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests for those who wish to support me on patreon visit patreon.com slash crblake86 if you wish to send bitcoin Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. The point that I was uh, trying to make is that some people who practice this religion practice it in one particular way, which is to say they will put you to death for leaving, and others who practice this religion do not because they don't believe well, in that. So if I say Americans will put you in jail for having the wrong plant in your pocket, now that's not true of every single American. That's in right. fact, most Americans will not actually physically do that. However, I'm not wrong when I tell you that. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. 
Um, but I think it is more important to be more specific rather than general because it's not fair to the people who believe in a religion that they would say is a religion of peace. And they would say that the people who are putting people to death are the extremists and that you know they are in charge of some governments around the world, so they're more easily able to, to get away with that. Uh, but I think it's important to acknowledge that those people exist in the same way that there's a bunch of Christians in the United States who support going to war. A lot of them do. But there are still those Christians who are against going to war. So it's not fair to say that Christians want to go to war. Well, okay, some Christians do, but not all of them. And in the same way, some people in Islam will put you to death for leaving the religion, and some of them won't. Well, I mean, shocker, the ones who can't get away with it don't. So Islam is centered around Muhammad, and Muhammad was a warlord. Like, fundamentally, that was his job. That was his primary, like, occupation was being a warlord. You mean the guy who taught that if the enemy's coming to attack you and then they turn around and, and run to let them? Okay. That's good tactics. Yeah. Yeah, don't— Because you don't want to you don't want to go after—you want to forgive, basically, your, your attackers? Maybe. Or maybe it's because they could be leading you into an ambush. Well, I can find some quotes I mean, from him if you want me to. If you want me to, I can find some quotes from him because they, I've I've read, I've done some research on this guy, and he's, you know, he's not the the person that I don't think I think a lot of the, the people on the right uh, are making him out to be. Okay, so. I still think I still think that warlord is the best description of his occupation, other than his founding of of Islam. You know, he he was persecuted, right for. For founding that that religion. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So war was brought to him, right? Yes. You have to defend it, both, yourself both if that's directions. the case. I I think that war was brought to him, and I think that he brought war to others. You and Captain started going at it about uh, atheism and the religion therein, which is of course the state. And Captain was uh, well. Not all atheists well, I, are, are uh, uh, sure, belong to the religion sure. of the state. But ninety nine percent of them probably do. That's maybe that ninety six. That has been my experience too. Maybe. Is that most atheists? I, I mean, there's an old quote. I forget who it was that uh, man has a god shaped hole in the center of him. Mm. Now uh, he's and, a donut and. Uh, <laughs> And, and and the atheist will say, well, that's that's a real shame because there isn't one, so that hole can never properly be filled. But I, I think there is some truth to that, and the people who, who go down that path usually fill that hole with the government, which it is absolutely primed to fill that hole. Well, so we, like, we agree that government, the concept, and the execution are religions. I don't care what government, you, you name a state— or a subsection of statism, it is indeed a religion. Absolutely. And, and it's not exclusive to atheists. I mean, it's clear right. that lots of Christians and Muslims and right. all these people love mm -hmm. the state. What I'm, what I'm saying is... But I've, atheists do too. My position, as I've stated, uh, or I stated off air, I guess, is that I don't know of a bunch of atheists who are like, hey, all you atheists, come on, let's go kill us some Muslims, or let's go kill us some Catholics, or let's go kill some Christians, or let's go kill... Do you know atheists what I mean? join the military? Just what you said there kind of reminded me of the military. I went in when I was 19 back in 82, and as we were getting our gear at first, uh, Sergeant pointed to the New Testament pocket-sized Bibles in marine green, by the way, mm -hmm. cover, and uh, he said optional. Well, I knew right away that I'm going to need one of these, at least one, and I grabbed it. I still have it. I don't read it very often, but 
Anyways, I, you guys were commenting on uh, uh, Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, yeah. And the I believe Dearborn is the largest population outside the Middle East of anywhere. Uh, it's about it's about an hour's drive due uh, east from where we are in Jackson. But... Hold on, the, the largest population of Muslims? Muslims. Uh, that's uh, profoundly inaccurate. The majority of Muslims in the world are actually in uh, Southeast Asia. Has it changed now? No, no, no. They, they've always been there. Uh, most I think it would be fair to say it's probably the highest concentration in the United States. Oh, that's yeah, probably yeah. The, That's probably true. It, it, it may, that may be. And, you know, I, I, I'm familiar with the uh, uh, Indonesia is mostly uh, Muslim, but yep. Dearborn itself. And yeah, I that's, lived, that's, uh, that area is where most of the world's Muslims are, actually. It's just that they're they're very quiet about it. The reason I wanted to talk about Scientology is that they're very opposed to psychiatry, which is um, the medicine of using laboratory-synthesized chemicals to uh, augment or supplement your own body and brain-produced chemicals to help you to be healthier and saner, hopefully, if you have mental issues. Um, And the reason I called about this was that I recently, uh, for a little over a month now, have been taking a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, or mm. called it SSRI, and it has made so much difference. I mean, I tried everything before that, meditation, mindfulness, studying psychology, therapy, hypnotherapy, Reiki, just about everything I possibly could. And while all those things definitely did help, um, within a day, it usually takes about four to six months, they say, to work. But the very next day, I noticed such a difference. I was so much calmer. My anxiety had quieted. Okay, so I, uh, I was going to ask, what were you trying to achieve? Anxiety. Okay, I got you. Anxiety and depression, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would have, the reason I, I ended up um, using telehealth, I used a telehealth service called Lemonade Health, mm-hmm. um, and it was a very quick process. I talked to, I took a survey online. I talked to a nurse practitioner who was very compassionate, and um, I was just, I was at my wit's end because I was losing all my relationships. I was having, you know, I mean, most of my life has been suicidal and I was having um, emotional outbursts. My one biggest problem with Top Gun, and this was my only problem with Bill and Ted Face the Music because I loved that movie. It was the most excellent movie. Talk to me, but, Goose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they won't recast the original actresses because the actresses are considered too old but they have like val kilmer who is in i'm sorry to say very bad shape he's in like um, joe biden recast- shape he's babbling oh, and incoherent sad. um but the, the actresses are considered just too old i guess even though the male actors they're the same i mean obviously they've aged mm-hmm. and so they'll recast uh women who are you know 20 years younger than the original actresses just to keep this ideal of female youth and beauty i guess alive and it just that really rubs me the wrong way. I don't yeah. think that that's fair or, or right, honestly, because the original actresses did a fine job, and, you know, aging is, is a normal, natural process, and I just feel like this double standard is well, kind of disgusting on a certain level. I think one of the, the really big problems uh, as far as the perception of femininity in our culture is that, so, grandmothers are powerful people. They really are. They are extraordinary when it comes to, like, helping out their families and keeping cohesion between uh, members that are uh, sort of getting on each other's nerves that are, you know, even threatening to break uh, uh, an extended family apart. Like, this this grandmotherly role goes back, back deep into what human beings are. Just in one study here from the National Library of Medicine, National Center for Biotechnology Information, 
the abstract of this admits that, uh, quote, the development of new treatments for generalized anxiety disorder increasingly has been sabotaged by a high placebo response rate. Mm -hmm. And I believe the translation of that is we can't get any of these medications to market because they don't do as well as the placebo or they do about as well as the placebo. Mm -hmm. So all this research and development that these pharmaceutical companies put into this medication, you know, is no good because a sugar pill is just as effective as the actual pill. Take your Soma, everybody. Yeah, two points I really want to cover on this. Uh, Number one, you more or less cannot find a medication for something like this that, okay, so the difference between nothing and a placebo is uh, is X, okay? You cannot find a medication that does X amount of difference. So now what they'll do, they'll measure, okay, this this amount is the amount that placebos do, and this does more than that, and that gets you approved. Mm-hmm. But the amount more than that that they do is never even equal to the amount that just the placebo does. Sure. You know, it seems to me that if you're in the air with the Navy, then on the ground is the one place you're not allowed to be. Um, Well, you, sir, have this thing called sense of common. Oh. Um, Yeah. But anyways, conspiracy theory time. The Navy saw this coming. They saw that they were going to be hurting. They read the writing on the wall, and they went to Hollywood and said, hey, the last time you did Top Top Gun, everybody wanted to be in the air warfare Mm. community. Mm. Let's try to do this again. Uh, Well, so that that makes sense that it is recruitment propaganda, because you are correct. Uh, One of the things that I read, I don't know if it's this article I brought tonight, but one of the things that I did read was uh, almost word for word what you said, where uh, the military uh, noticed a bump up in people wanting to become pilots after Top Gun you know, 1.0 mm-hmm. was released. And so it makes total sense for them to say, well, uh, you know, we need to recruit some more flyboys. Let's, uh, let's make Top Gun 2. Well, and th- this is really common. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, they've pretty much told you that, like, uh, when they came out with uh, a lot of the, um, oh, what was yeah. it, Alias was, uh, was another one of those projects that had, like, a lot of direct influence from the CIA. And yes. what they were trying to do is to recruit more agents. Captain, you got partially restricted on Facebook today. I did. <laughs> Oddly enough. What happened? I posted a photo from the helicopter footage of this day, 18 years ago, when Marvin Hemeyer, a.k.a. the Killdozer, decided to bring out his homemade tank and uh, destroy the town in which he lived for the crimes of cutting off his property from access and then fining him for something that the property next door to his did. The the property next door cut off his access to water and sewer, and so the city, of course, fined him for that. He didn't kill anybody, right? He just destroyed some buildings. Well, he killed himself. There was only one casualty in the entire ordeal, and that was himself. So... Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Killdozer, just go ahead and throw that into a search engine. Marvin Hemeyer, H-E-E-M-E-Y-E-R. 
Kind of a strange name for something that didn't really kill other people. Did he call it that, or was that what then, that the was so, internet called so it? So believe it or not, there was a a movie out of, I don't know, 72, 73, mm-hmm. maybe called Killdozer. And I don't know, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say what the content is about. But the term originated, near as I could tell, with that movie. And so somebody just attributed that. Yeah, it, I, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it just he sort of became for the benefit of our audience out there who may not be aware, maybe they're you're the first American nationalist they've ever heard on the radio. I'd like for you to define I doubt, it. I doubt that because American nationalists are far more ubiquitous than libertarians. But uh, yeah, the, the, the definition that you read off is actually a pretty good one. It's not exact, but it's pretty good. And nothing about the definition that you read is socially constructed. Common defense by race, ethnicity, People, I only read the definition order. of nation, though, not American nationalist. No, but I, but okay, well, an American nationalist is a member of the American nation who prioritizes his nation uh, as uh, instead of other uh, other you know priorities. So the definition you read of nation is pretty good, actually. It's, it's, okay. it's not complete. I don't want to say it's complete, but but the, the point is nothing about it is socially constructed. Does it have any born. other belief system, uh, the, the idea of American nationalism, or is it just the nation and that's it? No, it's, it's nationalism. It, the ism at the end I, I, you know, kind of signifies as the political ideology, but it's the idea that your, your, your nation state should prioritize your nation. The people that I would identify with, it has nothing to do with their ancestry. It doesn't even really have to do with their their language or any of that. But if you believe in the non-aggression principle, if like that's those are my people. Yeah. The people who believe in peace and are moving in that direction. And those people are all around the planet. Right. Like those are my people. I'm blessed by the fact that I've managed to find a place where uh, unusually, we're in a geographic location, and that's definitely helpful for for building community, well, and and more so who came together to that specific geographic location because of their shared beliefs, which wasn't possible mm-hmm. before the internet, in my opinion. Right, right? the internet, like sort of. Not only, I think a lot of people were like, I'm alone in these thoughts and these beliefs or whatever they were. And, you know, maybe they'd meet one other person in their lifetime or two, an author or something, mm-hmm. you know, who wrote a book or whatever. They go, oh, it's so good to meet you. I, I feel less alone because of your book. Or but no, you could just go move to other people who have your philosophy uh, and you are accepted by them and you don't have to feel like you're crazy. You know, it's too bad that caller uh, John had said the F word and we had to drop his call um, because I would have been curious to see how he feels about the idea of a national divorce. There's been a lot of talk. Uh, it's been a trending idea. It's been spread around in recent months. Uh, the people are saying they can't get along anymore. And why should we bother trying? And there's a movement towards peaceful secession. Is he someone who wants to use violence to keep his precious nation together in the same form? You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.